Hello fellow Sojourners and welcome back to another riveting episode of Appropriating the Culture where we are continuing in our series of Hot Topics. Hot Topics! If you have not yet been offended, this one might as it's perhaps the most sensitive of sensitive issues and a really awkward thing to talk about which is gluttony. Oh boy. So put down that hoagie and instead stuff your face with knowledge, feast on the word of God, and swallow some hard truths as we tackle one of the biggest issues, and I do mean big. I'm Pastor Shane, and I'll be your personal trainer today as we appropriate some culture. So America is fat. According to the CDC, U.S. obesity prevalence is around 42%, which is the highest incidence ever recorded, and 8% of adults are severely obese. But it's not just America. Worldwide obesity has tripled since 1975, and your mama's so fat jokes have quadrupled. Now, in some sense, this is a good problem to have, as throughout most of human history, the struggle was not having too many calories, but too few. Famine, starvation, malnutrition are still problems in some areas, but many nations, if not most, have ample food and are not seriously battling against starvation, and that's a great thing. But every great and good thing can be abused, misused, or overused, like your mama so fat jokes. And there's no question that our society has fallen off the moderation wagon. We overeat and overindulge, and over time it affects our waistline. But rather than address the elephant in the room, bad choice of words. Our culture does what it does best, which is to deny sin as sin and to call evil good and good evil, which in this case is particularly effective because it's in the guise of being nice. We don't want to body shame. That's not nice. We want body positivity because that's positive. It's right there in the term. And our culture has largely bad choice of words, our culture has hugely, our culture has greatly embraced this. Pinterest has decided to ban all weight loss ads saying no size fits all. That's nice. Cosmopolitan magazine featured several more weight challenge ladies on their covers and declared, this is healthy. Which is a great point, except for the tiny little detail that is completely contrary to science, medicine, fact, reason, and logic. Obesity is linked to more than 40 diseases, including type 2 diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, stroke, sleep apnea, osteoarthritis, and at least 13 different types of cancer. 655,000 people die of heart disease every year in the United States. That's about 1,800 people every day, 75 people every hour, and more than one person per minute. But hey, at least Cosmo is being nice. It's nice to be nice, but lying to people isn't nice, and the truth often hurts. Scripture is pretty clear about gluttony and excess. Proverbs speaks a lot on this. And put a knife to your throat if you are given to gluttony. Whoa, talk about excess. That seems a bit excessive. More Proverbs. A discerning son heeds instruction, but a companion of gluttons disgraces his father. Or how about this? Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat, for drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsiness clothes them in rags. Okay, that's enough Proverbs because everything in moderation. How about some New Testament? One of Crete's own prophets has said, Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, lazy gluttons. Sounds like America. Philippians. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. 
Their mind is set on earthly things. Gluttony is a sin according to Scripture, and nowhere in the Bible is it ever spoken of favorably. And yet, as rampant as it seems, it's hardly ever talked about in the church because it seems mean. Most people who are overweight already feel bad about it, and calling them sinners on top of it feels like kicking them when they're down. And in addition, there are contributing factors to weight. Genetics, physiology, environment can influence it. Just because you're skinny doesn't mean you're not steeped in the sin of gluttony, and just because you're currently overweight doesn't mean that you're currently overindulging. So we need to be really, really careful about our judgment. But the church also can't be silent. Uh, drunkenness and gluttony, as we saw, often go hand in hand in Scripture, but the church's response to drunkenness and gluttony are wildly different. We host AA meetings at church, we serve grape juice instead of wine for communion, and no church function serves alcohol because we know that some people struggle with that. But every Sunday, here's some donuts. And at every church function, there's great food, though not necessarily great for you. And if you're seriously struggling through a hardship, well, we will set up a meal train and bring you food to comfort you. And if you like comfort food, you'll love our sponsor today. Appropriating the Culture is brought to you by Comfort Booze. Do you know someone with a bad diagnosis has lost a loved one or is just generally in the dumps? Then send them a loving assortment of brewskis, wines, and spirits. Comfort booze. We're messed up. That's a terrible sponsor, but you get the point. Now, I'm certainly not against meal trains or hospitality, and breaking bread, despite the carbs, is often a good way to fellowship and show that we care. But we would never be okay with people medicating or soothing or drinking their feelings with comfort booze, and yet we seem okay with it when people do that with food. But eating in excess or drinking in excess is really the same issue as all addictions are. Excess is a sign of imbalance. You know, a lack of moderation indicates a lack of control. And it says in Corinthians, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You can eat that, you can drink that, but are you mastered by it? Is our God our stomach? We are called to serve one God, and we are called to be slaves only to Christ. He's to be our master and nothing else. But like all struggles of the flesh, this isn't easy. And I think an addiction to food is particularly difficult because you can't simply go cold turkey. Mmm, turkey. Even our addiction idioms have food in them. And whereas you can simply abstain from alcohol or abstain from drugs, you can't abstain from food because you'll die. And that's a challenge that a few other addictions possess. The Christian life is often about self-denial, and one of the spiritual disciplines that God prescribes to us is fasting. Virtually every prominent figure in the Bible fasted. Moses fasted, David fasted, Daniel fasted, Peter fasted, and most importantly, Jesus fasted, and Jesus presumes that we also will fast, and he tells us how we ought to fast. Fasting is one of those things that Christians ought to do. It's a spiritual discipline for our good. And not only does it focus our minds on God and our dependence on Him, but it also helps to break those areas of our lives in which something else has taken a hold of us, in which something else has become our master. And let me tell you a little secret about fasting. It stinks. It's terribly unpleasant. 
And I mean the food fasting, the real fasting, the Bible fasting, not the fasting from social media. That's just a blessing, really. I mean the real fasting. It's terrible. It kind of hurts, and it's hard, and it's meant to be because it's a discipline. It says in Hebrews, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. You can't abstain from food, and so the only way we can approach it with moderation is through discipline. And it's not simply a question of the body. I think we too often, even Christians, think of this in purely materialistic terms, where it's all about how many calories go in and how many are burned. But this is a spiritual battle and a spiritual issue as much as it is a bodily one. Gluttony is a sin, and the only answer to sin is Jesus. And the only way we can be transformed from our old selves to our new selves is through the power of the Holy Spirit, which is why our culture doesn't have the answer for this. James Corden on his late night show addressed some comments from Bill Maher. Check this out. And uh, Bill Maher sat at a, a host desk like this one. He looked into the camera like I'm doing now and he talked on his show about fat shaming. He argued that it had gone away and needed to make a comeback. Take a look. Being fat isn't a birth defect. Nobody comes out of the womb needing to buy two seats on the airplane. <laughs> we have gone to this weird place where fat is good. It's pointing out that fat is unhealthy. That's what's bad. Fat shaming doesn't need to end. It needs to make a comeback. <laughs> Some amount of shame is good. Bill, I sincerely believe that what you think you're offering here is tough love, and you're just trying to help by not sugarcoating reality for fat people, even though you know how much fat people love sugarcoating things. <laughs> right? But the truth is, you're working against your own cause. It's proven that fat shaming only does one thing. It makes people feel ashamed, and shame leads to depression, anxiety and self-destructive behavior. Self-destructive behavior like overeating. This entire issue is a lot more complex than he's making it out to be. Now, Billy's right about one thing. He really, really is. This is a health problem. It's an issue that needs to be discussed clearly and honestly. It's an epidemic, and when you look at the numbers, it's terrifying. There are numerous reasons why people live their lives at an unhealthy weight. Junk food, portion control, a lack of exercise, these are all major contributing factors. But poverty is also an issue. A study conducted by the University of Michigan Health System found that childhood obesity is directly linked to poverty. A lack of shame is not the issue here. If making fun of fat people made them lose weight, there'd be no fat kids in schools and I'd have a six-pack by now, right? <laughs> Until, until we make healthy food and healthcare more accessible and we properly educate people on nutrition and exercise, maybe we can hold back on the whole cool fat people virgins until they lose weight strategy. It's an interesting, difficult, and uncomfortable discussion. And I agree with James that you have to speak the truth in love. And the issue of weight is more complex. But the issue of gluttony is not, and there is a natural overlap between weight and gluttony. But does that make Christians fat shamers? The Bible says this, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. 
See, James Corden is right when he says that shame leads to self-destruction when it's worldly sorrow, when it's a sorrow of vanity, when it's a sorrow of self-pity. And because our culture has no answer for the shame, we run from it. We say obesity is healthy and that you're just fat phobic and a bigot. Or we make excuses for it. I mean, did you hear, James? Poverty? Really? I mean, that's a relative poverty. America is the richest nation on earth, and we're also one of the fattest. Really, poor countries aren't overweight. A lack of nutritional information? Really? I think we're all pretty much aware that this isn't healthy. We do need shame. We do need to feel shame about our sin because godly sorrow brings repentance and leads to salvation. As Christians, we can take the hard look in the mirror and not stay in our shame because we have an answer for our shame. We're not isolated in our shame because we're all sinners. And we don't wallow in our shame because it brought us to Christ in repentance, which led to our salvation. Our culture doesn't have the answer for this because it doesn't have Christ. Well, if you want to send me a meal, you can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or at Locals. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe if you like what's going on here, and I'll see you next week on Appropriating the Culture. Thank <laughs> you.